Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast. I'm Nick. I'm here with Mike and Keegan. Um, how you guys doing? Mike and I are staring at each other, wondering who's going to go first. Uh, <laughs> doing, doing pretty well. No, no hangovers to report. Uh, we made it to 2022. Um, I guess the last episode was actually technically 2022, also, um, but time has yeah. no meaning. Uh, so yeah, this is actually our third recording of 2022 because the That's second right. half of this episode, which you guys will hear in a little bit, was actually recorded a few days before this part. So add that to your time warp and smoke it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, fortunately, yeah. I was going to say, fortunately, I don't have to listen to it, but I actually do listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, truly sorry. Um, yeah, no, we're doing doing well. I we've had some lead. I've had I've actually had some Legion, real Legion, since uh, the last time we uh, the last time we talked, and uh, there's news and progress, and we've got LVO coming up, and all sorts of fun fun things. Yeah, I have played much Legion actually the last. Uh, couple yeah, you've been months. playing. I feel like I every couple of lunch. days, I feel like you're you're posting on our Discord about a game you're playing. That's pretty Don't sweet. hate. Uh, no, no. I think I'm I played. I think I jealous. played three games. I might have played a TTS game in there too. Okay. It's possible. Sprinkle it in a little bit. Yeah, we had our last uh, Yavin base round, right? Oh yeah, I played Yavin base too. Yeah. I think since then, man, I have played a lot of Legion. <laughs> Jeez. Should get a life. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it's taking up more of our time than normal because we're going to the wrong goddamn game store because the 40k guys can't figure out how to play in a tournament. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, all right, Mike uh, and I decided. Are, to are get... we about to lose all of our on the no. fence 40k conversion? No, no, oh no, 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 <laughs> probably. So, uh, I actually tried to set up our upcoming showcase tournament that is this coming weekend, uh, the twenty second, um, for a week ago so the what was that the seventh or the eighth or something like that and the guy was like oh yeah there's a 40k tournament so you can't have that weekend you can have any other weekend i was okay so i was like but we wanted to get a game in because he's practicing for lvo and i always want to play and i love it when mike just beats me most of the time (laughs) so uh we went to the other showcase they have like a sister store we were like oh we'll go to this other one it's actually five minutes closer for us so we'll go there and sure enough the 40k tournament was at that store after so, we paid for parking yeah after we yeah like a dollar <laughs> something <laughs> um we we're like so we were told it was at this the other store they're like no it's here and they were like so you're not playing 40 <laughs> that was the best part because we walked back there we're like is there a tournament they were like yeah they were like it's 40k tournament. i'm like is there one in swathmore they were like no it's only here i'm like well that's weird because they told me it was the guy told me two weeks ago it was there and they were like oh so you're not playing 40 i was like no and then we're walking out and the guy at the register was like what's matter we said the same thing he's like so you're not playing 40k <laughs> like no we're not playing 40K. Like, we're carrying our our like our legion minis out like my bag is open you can see that it's I think not 40K. they were just hoping that oh i also have 40k so we'll just <laughs> like oh yeah no, I, I don't know. <laughs> They're looking for some baby seals to club, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, put put in that perspective, I can totally... I, they, use I their big, they, they use their big codex books that weigh like 10 pounds. They right. Yeah. On that. <laughs> That's how they, that, instead of like flipping a coin, like, oh, we can't decide, flip a coin. They just like, whoever's whoever gets hit harder with the codex. <laughs> 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 they go with the other ruling. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> well, we kind of started the news already. All right. <laughs> the actual news is that uh... we do have a tournament next week. Um, so if you're local to us and you're listening, um, we've got like eight spots left at the showcase event for this Saturday, the 22nd. I mean, there's a lot of spots left. It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh-huh. They give us the whole store and Nick's got yeah. enough tables to fill the stores. So yeah. We'll well, I mean, I did send three of them off to Las Vegas to our friend Matt from the Outriders. They're right. on their way. But I still it was I was joking with Travis the other night. I was like, he's like, oh, do you need terrain for Saturday? I was like, no, I was like, I did send three tables off, but I still have a lot more. <laughs> so probably be good there. <laughs> uh, so da- Outrider Dan, uh, when you're listening, go ahead and let Matt know those tables are on the way. <laughs> I'm going to actually I think after this podcast, I'm going to DM Matt because <laughs> uh, oh, I have sure. virtual if, servers. So. <laughs> if you if you if you want to be efficient about it, yeah, yeah we'll do that. Just but, give him the tracking numbers. But, but the Dan carrier pigeon method has worked so far. So. It has. We'll just let him do it then. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> Love you, buddy. You, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, LVO's coming up. Yeah, that's, that's in two weeks. Somehow that's already upon us. Um, yeah. Canto Bite, who we're going to have some interviews with the two guys running that uh, after this. Kind of give some background on them, like the event up. Uh, that's in February. And We've got Adepticon right? in March. So it's... Uh, Filling up nicely. Turn and just to, call, I guess, calm the masses, because this has been all over Facebook for some re- weird reason. Yes, AMG pulled out of Adepticon, but that just means that their staff isn't going. They're still providing all of their support. So the sky is not falling. The events are still happening, and the prize support is still coming. What you're saying is, is that potentially the Atlantic City Open in 2022 could be the first event that AMG is actually at. Definitely could There's be. There's a yeah. chance. Uh, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what I'm saying. There's a chance. Um, we also did also hear that uh, so they're also sending um, some official prize support to LVO, too. We found that out. Yes, they are. Don't know what it is yet, but I'm I'm going to win a fourth lat. <laughs> fourth flat? Lat. Fourth lat. A fourth. But, they're sending. Yeah. yeah, they are sending twelve lats. Yeah. For, a fourth, <laughs> a fourth lap, and also possibly a fourth flask. Uh, a fourth flask and a fourth. <laughs> what spot do I need to get to for another fourth flask? Uh, I think he's doing it a little bit differently because it's a three-day tournament. I think there's going to be some awarding. I don't know the methodology, but I think there's going to be fourth flasks given away at the end of day one. Um, yeah. This uh, this will have the uh, bonus effect of uh, being able to use them for the rest of the event. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the criteria are. Uh, however, I'm if bringing you, my Ahsoka ones out, oh nice! If you don't, if you don't win one, uh, we are going to have a booth. Drake and I are printing madly and furiously to have actual stock it on hand to, uh, for awesome. purchase. Uh, and if you purchase the LVO, you, you won't have to. Um, uh, what's the word? You won't have to pay for shipping. Pay for shipping and handling. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. There you uh, go. Also, you go, just just because we're talking about it right now. Um, we are going to have a special new product uh, available for exclusive pre-order at LVO. So anyone who's coming out, uh, uh, and if you're not coming out, uh, make some plans in two weeks. Nothing else is going on right now that would interfere with you going to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> Go to Vegas uh, and uh, and come check us out at the uh, uh, at the at the vendor booths, uh, and you'll get to see. We'll have a, a model in hand, but you'll get to see what you can exclusively pre-order. So can't wait to see. Um, one more LVO news. I'm judging the painting contest. Oh yeah, y'all get ready. Oh, that <laughs> means I can't win. <laughs> That's true. 
you have i think they're actually doing like you submit your army i think and then we judge based on that so you yeah, should but you know what you're going to submit your army so it's not going to work it's true yeah. it's true I, if i know that you are you like hired a commission painter i'm not picking you <laughs> even if it's me <laughs> even if i'm arguably especially if it's you especially if it's me and for our final piece of news, Yoda and the Wookiees have finally released in North America in the U.S. Ooh. I don't yes. have tracking information, but I think that's I still oh, have pre-order informed. So. I have some. <laughs> yeah, I think There's Nick a... pre-ordered like six Wookiees in his store sold yeah. for him. Uh, oh, wow. So, Oops. yeah. So I split my pre-orders between the store that's super local to me and the one we play at. And <laughs> the one we play at sold all the Wookiees that and some of them were supposed to be held for me. And nobody did. <laughs> And they were all gone. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, man. That's a good sign, though. The players are buying everything. I was yeah, like, absolutely. that's what I said. I'm like, he was he was frustrated. <laughs> and I was like, well, at least somebody bought them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's much better than like under ordering off of pre-orders. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is that like a lot of the stores, they, they like are especially around here. They don't really know how much they should order because people aren't asking for things ahead of time. I'm the only one. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> like when I go to Top Deck, I'm the only one usually that asks for things ahead of time, like more yeah. than like a couple days ahead. So like they don't know. They're just yeah. guess. They have like 18 Yodas. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of Yodas. He's especially like, yeah, it's Yoda. Two, especially with two minis in a box. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I did split. <laughs> Mine is a, a split. So <laughs> I don't have my own Yoda box, but. Uh, oh, I, I want to add one more thing into the the event thing. Um, I am it's not locked in yet, but I am trying to organize a local tournament um, size TBD uh, the weekend of February twentieth uh, or tw- it's it's either going to be Sunday the twentieth or Monday the twenty first, which is President's Day. Uh, it'll be in San Jose. Um, I'm just trying to organize uh, venue information. Um, I'll talk about I'll talk about the venue a little bit and like what I've been playing lately, um, but. Uh, for anyone who is local or semi-local to the Bay Area uh, and wants to play some Legion, 800-point Legion uh, President's Day, um, reach out to me or if you check, keep an eye on our Bay Area Discord for information. Awesome. So many Splinter Discords, man. Yeah, you well, have to have Discord. You have to have to- separate topical, rele- topically relevant discords. Is how I yeah, like. Yeah, you have to have separate <laughs> discords for like geographical areas. Otherwise, it gets yeah. messy. Yeah. It's it like it makes sense. Yeah, and I guess speaking of events, uh, I'm going to Germany in September. Oh, that's right, the, you booked that. I did. I'm not awesome. sure why, but I did at work. Got the time off, so nice. Uh, I'll be the at this point lone player from America going out to that. So I'm starting to learn some basic German so that I don't make a fool of myself there. I think the only thing you need to know in German is uh, I don't speak German, and they'll just talk English back to you. <laughs> well, I also need to learn like, give me your largest beer. Hans they, Gruber. Knew they know that one really well in English. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. I, we we were talking about that ahead of time. I'm excited for you. That's going to be a great trip. Um, yeah, it's going to be a blast. They the the website that they use for all of their tournaments, I guess, keeps track of their own Elo on it. And as of this point, like six of the top eight ranked players in Europe are going to be there. So it oh, should wow. be uh, it should be pretty wild. Nice. That's exciting. It is. It's terrifying. I mean, Europe's uh, only like as big as Texas, so it's oh, not Jesus, that surprising. 
We have such a significant <laughs> listener base over there. Stop insulting them. <laughs> I'm not insulting them. I'm just kidding. Most, most of my guests lately on TZL are European. Can I be European. the ignorant, can I be <laughs> the ignorant American on the podcast? I can be the ignorant American on the podcast. Every good There's grace I'm going to earn going over there, Nick, is about to throw away. Yeah, it's all right. You're yeah. not going to Nova. so That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointing. Okay. Anyway, um, yep. we also have uh, Team League going on. Jesus. Uh, we're we one and one. We so yeah. that's cool. We're winning yeah. in, actually. So we've got pairings up for this third round. By the time that this episode <laughs> airs, actually, all four games are going to be played in the 36 hour period before this podcast drops. So I thought hopefully... we drop on Monday, right? Or are you delaying it? Oh, yeah, right. Never mind. So yeah. about four, 14 hours after this podcast comes out, everything <laughs> will be finalized. <laughs> I think um, I just there, can't count. There's a possible streamer for mine. Um, Zodiac I, is interested as well, ooh, so that'll nice. be Monday. That'll be Monday night. He'll be yeah. He's gonna come on the cast soon to talk about ladder league. That's yes, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Said, yeah, I need to sign up for this uh, next season ladder as well. I need to. Uh, he's gonna teach me what ladder is. Cool. Because I don't know what it is. I know what it is, <laughs> but I don't know exactly what it is. And I'm Why sure don't he's you just bury the lead and then throw it away. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't intend to do that. Uh, anyways, but yeah, yeah i actually won excited. my team league game that was great yeah, yeah you were uh you were a big part of our our last win uh i i was you know the normalization Some, factor somebody uh, somebody did not win <laughs> i did not win it was a it was, okay. a it was a really strong game i actually talked about it on a, uh, i guessed it on scoundrels uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago and talked about it a little bit but i listened to um, that it was a yeah. good it was a good four one second round which basically means that unless uh, Dust Bowl, Bounty Hunters, Five O's, Anakin State Care Service. Any win for us puts us through. Nice. We just need three victory points. And then uh, my champion circle with cats also starts tonight. So I got Ooh. my first matchup. I'm playing my potential LVO list versus a triple ranged Wookiee Cassian K2 list. So I feel pretty good about that because nice. he's got no melee threats. Nice. And I have two Magna. Yeah. <laughs> Get him in there, boy. Yeah. But it's on that Naboo map from a couple. I guess an invader league and a half ago. So oh, there's a lot of long, a lot of long sight lines. So right. as long as I can leverage that, not let them scale all over me. Should be the one good. with like the tombstone in the middle. Yep. Yeah. But it's the one, it's the like post fixed one. So it's not just two giant ass buildings. It's like <laughs> one giant ass building and then the other one broken up into three. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I get that side. I play that map on Monday on my, on my game. I play on a map on Monday as well, but I don't What's remember not, which one. I not think Genesis. it's Scarif. I think I think. <laughs> it's not Geonosis. Um, Nick, do you want to? <laughs> no. Before Before we let Keegan kind of talk about his his tournament win, uh, do you have any bat reps you want to do this week? I don't have any. What? Fine. Jeez. You don't You don't want to talk about the bat rep of the game you and I played, Mike? No, I really don't. <laughs> no. Or the bat rep of the last game me and him played. <laughs> I don't mind talking about that one. That's a good one to talk about. <laughs> no. Uh, the I, only so storyline just... of the other one is don't watch TV on one monitor while you're playing TTS on the other and forget that standby happens. <laughs> Wrecked. When playing, yeah. when, especially when playing as an Anakin Padme list. Yeah. <laughs> standby. Yay. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll just I'll talk about the last game I played that was like less than 24 hours ago because um, it's the freshest on my mind. <laughs> um, so I played against... Uh, uh, my buddy Travis, uh, me and him have been uh, squaring off for years. We used to play top deck a lot. Um, he's a longtime Imperial player. Um, he likes his shorelines. He likes Vader. I expected him to play Vader, 
So I was like, I'm gonna bring my team league ma- my team league uh, list because I'm playing against Vader, and Travis plays Vader like he would play Vader like half the time before he got buffed. So I assumed he'd bring Vader. So I brought. I also brought out this brand new table I just finished. Um, it's really gorgeous. I set it up so it's like sits on that Lone Star map, real nice. The one that Mike uh, Mike brought back. Um, I'm not sure how he acquired that, but it's pretty sweet. I bought it from someone who couldn't take it back on a plane. Fair. <laughs> well, you were just going to throw it in the trash, so why don't you give it to me? <laughs> just kidding. Obviously, that's not happening. Anyway, um, so this new map I set up has uh, not a lot of large line of sight blockers, which is crazy for me because I like these super dense tables where, like, you know, you know, you can't see anything. Just kidding, but not really. Um, there's no line. Of, there's no real huge line of sight blockers. So. Travis opens up his bag and he takes out an ATSD. I'm like, okay, he's got an ATSD. And then he takes out another ATSD. And I was like, uh, well, okay, guess I'll die. Uh, sure. Uh, I was playing. Uh, so I, my list has uh, six B1s, four of them have E5Ss. I have a loaded maul uh, with push and saber throw. Uh, a T-series. What are you running on maul these days for training upgrades? Into the fray and tenacity. I think that's um, the right call. It was definitely the right call yesterday. Um, uh, two Magna Guards with Into the Fray and Situational Awareness and the RPS, and then a uh, the Probe Droids with uh, Comms Relay. It's 11 activations. Um, I He was had two ATSCs with the Hammers Pilot, the Twin Light Blaster, Link Targeting Array, uh, an Officer with uh, Electro Binoculars, Three shore troopers with T21s, three mortars. I think two of the shores had repair droids. He didn't bring Gideon. We, amongst the group, we kind of discussed like why he might want to bring Gideon next time. I don't think he realized Gideon is like 25 points now, also. So, um, there's that. But, uh, we played on this, uh, relatively open map for ATSDs. Uh huh. I lost a B1 round one and uh, he had gutted like more than half of another unit round one. So I was like, I, my two activation advantage went to like, uh, like a half an activation advantage. Uh, I played Roger Roger because I wanted to get some dodges out and Maul didn't need to like Maul. I still have perfect order control or I played Roger Roger round two. Um, trying to get some dodges on the guys that were out front like a couple B1s and an extra dodge on the Magna that was exposed um, to try and prevent him from shooting that weak B1 off the table because he did win priority. He played push. Um, And he, instead of just like uh, opening up and firing at the weak B1, he split his fire and he did not kill that B1. So the B1 was able to like run away and hide for most of the game. Um, if he hadn't split fire there, um, I think that that probably puts him in a position to just keep like leaning on me because he played very aggressive round one and two, and that paid off for him because I, by the end of round three, I only had like, I want to say like 12 or 15 B1 models left on the table period spread across like three activations, um, or four activations. It was real ugly and my magnas were injured. Um, this was. Um, and like I had Maul, but I didn't really have anywhere to run Maul safely. I had kept Maul's two pip in my hand. I didn't divulge because I didn't see an infiltrate point that I really liked. And I really wanted to have the ability on the two pip just in case I needed like a get out of jail free card from all that like range four business with the T21s and the ATSCs. Never came into play, but 
Um, I did find an opening for Maul near the end of round two, where I saw Maul was going to be able to, like, you know, if he had Juyo up round three, he could double move. Saber throw this ATSD, probably kill it. Um, so I, you know, round three, near the end of the round, Maul dove in, and uh, then Maul just turned the game on its head because Maul killed, finished the ATSD off because the ATSD round two moved forward uh, to, like, kind of, like, keep the pressure on to try and stop my payload, which was the right call. We were playing payload. Um, he didn't end up stopping it cause he didn't push anything else up that round to like also try and contest it. And if he had, he might've won the game. Um, so he pushed the ATSC up and I had two Magnas with RPSs that still have both at this point, they still both had one had three models. One had four still and, uh, range two Magnas with the RPS and aims. Uh, they, uh, get like five or six crits on the ATSDs. The ATSDs, Jeez. yeah, the ATSDs sitting at like eight wounds at the eight or nine wounds, maybe after a repair round. Um, at the end of round two, so round three, he plays. We both play a one pip, and he once again wins priority. So he activates his ATSD, he shoots, he backs up, and then the ATSD is not out of Maul saber throw range, but it's out of like the range where Maul can saber throw and then safely engage a trooper unit. So I hold Maul till the end of the round. Maul still ATSDs. He avoids some mortar standbys. And the start of the next round, I play uh, Duel of the Fates to get Maul to dodge. Uh, it's the only dodge I'm going to get because Maul has to move, like probably has to double move almost every turn based on the positioning of Travis, the rest of Travis's units and my mm. army, just because I need to like be aggressive with Maul now, which is not a place Maul always wants to be, especially on a table <laughs> that was as open as it was. I'm actually going to post pictures of the table to Facebook, so you'll see what I'm talking nice. about. Um, he, it, he, he won the priority. He didn't win priority here, but I didn't activate Maul first. I was trying to bait a shot. Like I was trying to bait him into shooting Maul. So that like Maul mm. could then safely engage something like safely engage that unit. Cause I still had force push and it worked. Um, he had a, a one man squad with a T 21 um, that shot at Maul and instead it was suppressed. So he took a shot at Maul Maul dodged Maul ended up deflecting and killing the T 21. <laughs> and then Maul was able to move saber, throw a mortar, kill a mortar immediately and force push and then move again into uh into safety into that shore that had just activated and we he at the end of the game he's like i definitely shouldn't have shot maul at the start of that at, at the start of turn four i was like absolutely not i was like you should have just moved i was like if you rally you shoot him and you move and then maul can't safely engage and attack mm -hmm. i was like but yeah i was like you absolutely just like should have moved the t20 or the shore away and then it's a different game. Um, but then Maul's basically safe and he's able to just have his way the rest of the game. Um, I ignored the second ATSD because uh, it had kind of done its damage. I kind of felt like I was going to lose all these B1s. I ended up at the end of the game having like one full B1 squad, a half, a half dead Magna, the T, the T series <laughs> and my pro droids that broke their incognito to shoot something. Turn five survived the game. <laughs> Just because, like, yeah, he didn't he didn't have enough to shoot at him anymore because Maul just like you know made those shores like uh, regret their decisions on being Imperials that day. So, <laughs> should have been droids. Um, it was a great game. Um, 
I immediately after the game, I think I said to Mike, I'm like, why am I not always playing Maul? He's just so much fun. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> He's like, it's so much fun. I responded with, I have no idea. I've been telling you this for months. Yeah. yeah. I just need to play Maul. That's great. But, it's, it sounds like between the success and the, I mean, you you have legitimate joy on your face here. Like that's finding a unit that like fits your play yeah. style the well that can be effective like that's mm-hmm. really really a great approach so that's why i play b1s they just bring a smile to my face <laughs> oh you killed all these b1s oh here's more <laughs> i was generally i was genuinely fearful that i was gonna not have any b1s left after like round four yesterday i was like this they might all be dead <laughs> every single one of them Ugh. yeah it's a lot of firepower going down mm-hmm. at you mm-hmm. yeah all right, Keegan. Yeah, you played a skirmish event last weekend. Uh, uh yeah, skirmish tournament. You did, you did, I, you did pretty well. I I did. Um, I have I had never played skirmish before. Um, but I, uh, this the store had gotten a hold of the uh, OP kit with some sweet alt arts and some like actual cards for the <laughs> skirmish battle deck, which felt like a great way to start burning to play yeah, skirmish right. uh, for me. Um, so that I didn't have to deal with that. Um. Got to use the handy veto tokens too because we had the cards. Um, it was uh, I, I brought I, I debated what I was going to bring. I was tooling around with a couple of different ideas, and I ended up bringing um, because I I had a Yoda and I cleared it with the TO ahead of time, who was going to allow proxies too. I wanted to give Yoda a try in this, and I had a nifty list of Yoda, um, uh, basically Yoda clone commander and a, a smorgasbord of different phase ones. <laughs> so I had an RPS, I had a shotgun, and I had a Z6, and I had a naked squad. Um, so, uh, it's, it's not, it was basically a, a slightly scaled up version of that first episode wait, of, wait, 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 yeah. did you get six activations in Yoda into a skirmish list? Uh, that sounds right. Wait, oh no, no, sorry. It did not have the clone commander because the, the original list that I built had that. And then I realized right, that was, yeah. that was illegal. So no, oh, I, had, okay. I had five activations. Okay. I was about to say, holy yeah. hell. Yeah, I was when I was socializing that first list, I was like, man, this looks good. And some other folks like, man, that, that's insanely good. And then about two weeks later, I realized, oh, yeah, it's, it's good because it's illegal. Um, so, no, it was <laughs> uh, it was Yoda and then the four uh, the four sets of clones. Um, so uh, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I played. Let's see. So it was a three round tournament. Eight, eight of us played. Um, shout out to uh, Don, who was our T.O., um, and and did an awesome job and and was gracious enough not to uh, to not not play himself, uh, so we could all play without a uh, without a buy and all that. Um, great to get like I was actually super pumped. I got there. I was expecting like I don't know four of us or so, um, but we ended up having like eight plus the to, and then there was Warhammer going on, so people were wandering by. It was one of the biggest local Legion events that I've seen in a really long time. And it's awesome to kind of get that feeling and, and potential again i'm, I'm kind of jazzed and <laughs> trying to make that happen again but uh we uh let's see so three games um uh first game i was paired up against a guy named nick um he's uh he's pretty new to the game um but he was awesome just a sponge uh ready to learn um and he was playing a rebel list that included like some vets and some mark twos so i was like oh i love you know <laughs> i've got some history with this i can um and and we played a nice a nice setup um, I think this one was a game of uh, elimination, uh, which is basically kill, kill points for kill points, double points for <laughs> commanders and operatives. Um, and uh, turns out Yoda's good. Uh, <laughs> Yoda's Yoda's probably even better than um, uh, on a skirmish table where you can't get away from him. So, um, 
did have to i had to learn the speed one uh because i didn't have burst of speed on a speed one was definitely something i had to kind of figure out <laughs> getting him where i needed him with those that limitation early on but until you played uh, the recycled one pip yeah and then rotating like figuring out where my one pips go so like this especially in like a skirmish there's an there is an argument for doing his one pip round one for positioning <clears throat> i was gonna say then, you only play yeah. five rounds in skirmish right so right. that math is off a little bit i think because... yeah yeah there's some there's some squirrely dynamics there but um first round was a was a fun game um uh learning game and i look forward to nick coming out to more of our more of our stuff uh my second round was against a guy i played against named joe he's a he's another local kind of new to the area um but he's he's a fast learner and super enthusiastic uh, he was actually kind of my sparring partner prior to socal so uh, i felt a little bad playing this yoda list against him because i beat up on him pretty bad with Anakin Padme. Uh, but he's no he's an awesome guy, always willing to keep uh keep throwing stuff at. He brought a Han Chewy double RT and then some uh Rebel Trooper Z sixes uh thrown in there. Respect. Yeah, it was it was a cool it was a cool fun list. Um and he was he definitely had me worried, especially he's got a ton of firepower in there that can that can throw out and I and I've I've got uh less options we played um control whatever the like fake interceptor transmissions is yeah um and uh joe learned joe's big lesson <laughs> for this for this game was um he he did a he did a really heroic chewy dive and i had the shotgun unit uh close in and in position to score on the point and he dove chewy um, all the way into melee to protect Chewie from other things. Uh, unfortunately, he did that at the beginning of turn two, um, <laughs> which allowed me to uh, aim standby with the shotgun unit yeah. and then um, walk Yoda in uh, and push Chewie out of melee. Uh, so that was a... Every, we've all had that story where the first time we learned about the standby oh, push... Oh. <laughs> Force push is really good. <laughs> um yeah. And uh, I can't remember if it was the two, if it was Yoda's two pip or one pip that I'd played there, but it was it was a uh, move, push, shoot him with the entire shotgun squad, take him down to a couple of hit points, and then finish with um, uh, a Yoda dive and swipe uh, to to finish him off. Um, so losing Chewie definitely hurt, um, and uh, and I, I was able to take that game, but uh, always fun to play Joe. Uh, <laughs> And a good time. Third game was another game of elimination uh, against a, a guy. I, ha- I it was the first time I'd met him. I I think he's just getting into Legion, but he's got a deep war gaming background. He definitely had a ton of Infinity background, and um, he was he brought a Imperial list. It had the Imperial officer. It had Bosk. Uh, it had uh, a shore with Gideon. Um, I think another shore and a couple of different um, stormtrooper squads too. And this one was bloody. <laughs> like I lost, I lost more models, and I was I was sweating it pretty good. Um, but Yoda, Yoda's ability to just like guidance, and especially guidance on that relentless turn when I've got an order on the shotgun squad. Um, so they did their they, they they were hidden behind line of sight. I gave them relentless. They popped out, shot, went right back in, and almost took out a stormtrooper squad. Had them at base contact with the with the building that. Um, uh, Gideon's shore squad had climbed on top of. And so when I had Yoda's turn, I guidanced them to clamber uh, and then relentless shoot the uh, shore squad and then force push the shore squad into melee with 
with the shotgun squad. Now, I did lose two clone troopers to the clamber dice, uh, so I <laughs> that is that is a thing that happens. But um, that one came down to Yoda did Yoda things at speed three, uh, whipped all over the place, uh, landed up in base contact with some stormtroopers. Um, he was able to bring Bosk in and Reptilian Rampage. Um, he he got to within one wound of uh killing yoda um but yoda was able to live through that and then return the favor to bosk a couple of times uh and and call it a day so great event again don thanks so much for organizing that um some good uh some good swag out of the op kits uh to to be had there some nice appreciation for for skirmish and i do i do legitimately feel bad for bringing Yoda to a skirmish tournament now at this point Bully. <laughs> so, i know i do i do <laughs> I'm gonna go bring uh uh I don't know. I'll bring I'll bring a gin list or something sometime to make up for it. So um one other I didn't play another game, but I did uh this past week. Um the three of us went to a, a cool venue in San Jose called Guildhouse, which is this like gaming space and bar restaurant with like really kind of like modern decor. It's set up like a there's a there's a bunch of um PCs and and like consoles around uh, PCs in the center, consoles around the edge. Uh, and like they've got streaming setups and stage setups, and uh, they got a bunch of big tables for like board games and stuff. They're and they're starting to build out a war gaming night on Thursday nights. So we brought some Legion in. Uh, Joe, my my second round opponent, and Don, the uh, the TO from the skirmish tournament, showed up too. Um, I, I provided the terrain, and I wanted them to have a chance to play, especially since Don had uh, not had a chance to play last weekend. Um, but that it was a really cool, really cool night, really cool to watch and just kind of hang out with some real life Legion and people and. Uh, that that's the location that I'm hoping to um, hoping to find a way to organize uh, a tournament for in February, awesome. uh, just because it's a re- really cool event space in downtown. Uh, hey, Jose. man, I, I know, you know, a guy who can like hook you up with some prize support for your event. So, yeah, yeah, this is uh, this will probably be some uh, so, so, some <laughs> it will probably be like the, the, the six up open or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Everything's an open now. You just call yeah, it an open. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to trigger me. I'm renaming our <laughs> tournament next week the Swathmore Open. Jeez, oh, it's gonna be. Never mind. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop myself there. Oh. Anyways, looking forward to looking forward to playing more, getting more that regular. Uh, I'm trying to get some regular weekly ish um, real life Legion stuff going here, uh, as as we all clamber out of <laughs> our isolation caves. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, we didn't fail our role, and somehow we managed managed to land an interview. Yeah, is that too bad? No, that I, was atrocious. I think that's. I mean, you know, neither of us laughed, and we had this awkward silence. But other than that, I think it's a great. Yeah, this might get cut. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we do have we have Chris and Dave from the Canto Bite uh, tournament in upstate New York from. Well, I guess they're just on for an interview. We're going to talk about the event, go over some of the prize support because it is enormous. And the, this list is like ever growing and it's huge. And they've got six printers and they're putting all the terrain together from nothing. So uh, it's definitely worth a listen. Pretty entertaining guys. So I think it was a, it was a good time. Yeah. I had, I had a great time talking to them. So uh, before we saunter on over to the interview, guys have any final thoughts? Uh, see uh, y'all at LVO. Yeah, see you at LVO. We're gonna we're gonna do what we can to actually record a special episode at LVO. Yeah. So I haven't figured That's out the next time we're actually talking in person, isn't it? Is it yeah. Vegas? I mean, that'll be the first time we talk. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be the first time I talk in person with. 
<laughs> it doesn't change anything. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Maybe we can. Um, so maybe yes, there's a break, be. like during a lunch. We can we can give give you some like food packets, and and we can do like a, a public live recording or something, or bring or some we'll like lunchables or something like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we can get a drunk, tired Michael and Cass. That can't go wrong. Yeah, maybe it's a day one thing. <laughs> we'll get a drunk Michael and Cass. That can't there go you. wrong. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say, right. I me and Mike are gonna start drinking at the airport. <laughs> so yeah. we're flying out together. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I need to unintentionally. Book We're coming in on Thursday afternoon too, so or intentionally, yeah. unless you're stalking me, it was unintentional. But anyway, without further ado, we have an interview. We'll talk to you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we are back. Uh, we've got Dave and Chris on from the Canto Bike Cup in upstate New York here, and with that being only about a month away at this point, we thought we'd uh, kind of help to spearhead some more hype for this. Cause these guys have put a ton of work into this and uh, it'd be really cool to you know, get this event sold out. So uh, Dave, why don't you introduce yourself today? Hey, hi, I'm uh, I'm Dave uh, hive mind on the Legion discord. If you're looking for me there, uh, I am uh, an old guy uh, who lives in upstate New York with a wife and a child and a cat. Uh, I'm a functional uh, gainfully employed adult, which helps with these things. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Chris. I'm going to be the uh, head judge at the Canto Bike Cup. Um, I'm currently studying for my master's in uh, social welfare. And uh, yeah, Dave and I were looking to do something for a long time. Like this GT has been almost seven years in the making, originally starting as a Warhammer tournament. So we're just stoked <laughs> to get it off the ground. Nice. Glad it's not that anymore. Uh, speaking of Warhammer, have you guys been in gaming for a while? Or is uh, Legion something relatively new that you've jumped into? Uh, we jumped on Legion like right at release. Uh, we were playing X-Wing at the time, um, and we'd, uh, we'd, we jumped right on Legion. We were like, because we'd, uh, we'd been playing a lot of Warhammer Fantasy together for a few years, uh, doing the GTs in, uh, in the Northeast, and uh, then Games Workshop yanked the rug out from under us with those, uh, and we shifted over to uh, X-Wing, uh, and X-Wing was a good time for a while, and then they put out second edition, and we didn't like that. We were, we were angry about it. Uh, looking back in retrospect, we probably should have just sucked it up. It was. It's no better than having to buy two hundred dollars with the new codexes for Warhammer. I don't know why we couldn't wrap our heads around it that way, but we were incensed that we had to buy, you know, two hundred dollars worth of cardboard to play ships that we already had. So we dropped X-wing. We went to Kings of War. Uh, Kings of War was supposed to be like the Warhammer replacement game, uh, but it was just too. Uh, it's a really great strategic rank and flank game, but it didn't have any like, didn't have any soul. Didn't have any. Uh, didn't have any spark. Didn't have any spice. Uh, and then Legion came out, and we went. And bought all the Legion things. Yeah, we were uh, we were jaded. We were hurt from uh, Warhammer Fantasy. So when X-Wing did kind of the same thing, we were like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. Um, and our big thing with Warhammer Fantasy was like the tactical side of it. And when we started playing Legion, I think the alternating activation was the real thing that sold us. We were like, oh, wow. It's not just like you do a whole turn and then they do a whole turn. And like, you know, you're only reacting in that. It's like you're going, you know. You're reacting to each other action by action. And I don't know, there's just something that was totally awesome. Yeah, yeah the, sure the bluff that. and counter bluff aspect of Legion is one of my favorite things with what you're doing with your activations back and forth. Yeah, that was good stuff. It, it reminded us, we, we really liked X-Wing because of the like the whole like bidding with the dials kind of, that sort of that sort of stuff was really great. There was a whole lot of like thinking and bluffing and that was great. So have you guys been TOing um, when you were back with uh, Fantasy as well, or is 
kind of event running, you mentioned this is like seven years in the making, something that you were trying to get into before and only recently starting to now. Well, I, I go way back. Uh, I'm going to, I mean, you guys can see me on camera, so you can see all the white in my beard, but like I go, I owned it when I, I was in the, so I graduated high school in the early nineties. I went in the Marine Corps for a few years, uh, got out, didn't know what I wanted to do. So around 2000, I opened a game store. Uh, and so I ran a lot of stuff there. Um, and sort of got into, you know, some more Hammer 40K stuff and uh, a lot of Magic the Gathering stuff and just ran all kinds of tournaments all the time. And I'm I'm like, I've always been an organizer. I run things like my love language is service. So <laughs> I I run games and events uh, as part of the Mohawk Valley Gaming Club. I'm the VP for events. So like if we're doing something, I'm the guy who's setting it up. Uh, Chris and I work together on a, a live action role playing game. Now we're huge dorks. Let's just wow. get that one. We're huge dorks. Nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> called Kingdoms of Novitas. That's been running for going on 20 years. I think this is our 18th year we're going into. Uh, we work together on that. That's a monthly episodic thing that's been running. You know, we shut down for a year and a half for COVID, and that's been the only shutdown really since 2004. So that I run that. Uh, I, you know, whatever my hobby is, I'm the organizer guy. So we haven't run a Legion event before, uh, but, you know, it's just a tournament. It's not all that different. I, I got to jump in here and, and say it, a Marine Corps gotten into wargaming and speaks love languages fluently. Are, are you me in upstate New York? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a renaissance man. There you are. <laughs> and how about yourself, Chris? Um, is this something new that you're kind of jumping into as well? Uh, no, I, uh, I've worked in game stores for like uh, probably five years before I uh, started uh, one of my careers as a, an audiovisual specialist. So, I mean, I ran like Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, Magic, Magic the Gathering tournaments, all that kind of stuff. Um, haven't done anything with Legion, Legion specifically, but, um, you know, we were we were pretty good at Warhammer Fantasy. And that was something that we were like heavily involved in just the tournament scene. So, like, you know, we're very familiar with like how it works and. You know, um, like the the thing that we like the most, I think, about the miniature aspect of it is how you incorporate like painting and sportsmanship. So it's more of like a, a complete event. It's not like, you know, a, a Magic the Gathering event where you can sit across from someone and they can just be, you know, kind of anyone. Everyone's invested all this time to paint this army and to come to this event. Like, you know, so everyone has this buy in and it just it feels more like a community, I think, than other events. Yeah, you've, you know, you've either swiped your credit card or you've spent the time to sit down and actually paint the army. So you've got a little bit more of an investment into it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, you know, it's nice to get out to these events and show off your investment and show off your painting and, you know, your skills as well. And I guess we can just use that to transition right into what we're going to talk about for the vast majority of tonight. And uh, that's the tournament that you guys are going to be putting on. So, uh, Dave, do you want to take us through kind of just like the basics, like where it's at, when it's at, how many players we're looking at, et cetera? Yeah, hold on, give me a sec for a deep breath because I'm absolutely terrified right now because we're like a month out. Uh, <laughs> I just found out today that I'm going to have to be out in Cali on the uh, 13th, 14th, 15th of that week. Oh, wow. So now instead of taking the week before the tournament off to tie up all my loose ends, I'm going to be on a plane. Uh, so I I'm absolutely terrified now, but it's going to be fine. It's going to happen. We're, we're well on our way. Uh, so we're going to run uh, the Canto Bike Cup. Uh, uh, jokingly, our tagline is uh, worst scene in the movies, best tournament on the scene. <laughs> uh, we were we wanted to run it at uh, we wanted to run it at Turning Stone Casino, which is a, a Oneida Nation casino that's here in upstate New York. It's a really nice place. And as soon as we decided we were going to be at a casino, we thought, well, we got to have some kind of a tie in. Like, where's a 
what's a casino in Star Wars? Oh, there's in the new movies. There's okay, good. So, uh, but we've got a big room, uh, enough enough room to fit 32 tables, 64 players. Uh, it's going to be on February 18th and 19th, right? I don't even know my own dates. 19th and 20th. Uh, 18th, is, 18th is when we start. 19th and 20th for everybody else. Um, and uh, three rounds both days. Uh, if we get, well, we're over 32 now, so it's it's three rounds both days nice, uh nice. and that'll give us one undefeated person at the end so uh works works good that way if we had you know 65 people we'd have to go seven rounds and that'd be a nightmare maybe <laughs> maybe next time uh three rounds per day uh we've got what do we a spreadsheet says we have how many registrations now i think you said 35 36 Ooh, because nice. there's a header row so we got 36 people registered right now uh, and they're from man. These people are from all over. There's a Canadian. There's some dude from Texas. There's a I don't know, whole pile of people, all kinds of area codes. Uh, Legion tends to travel pretty well. Um, yeah. No matter where we put on the event, there's there's definitely people from every corner of the country that come to it. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. See everybody, uh, everybody roll out for this. We got people who are getting on planes and coming out. Apparently, there's a group of people who are uh, flying into Buffalo and getting in the uh, the Cook party bus and riding out here <laughs> from Buffalo in uh, Luke and Chris Cook's party van. <laughs> Complete so, with uh, Buffalo Bills memorabilia. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on uh, between rounds. Uh, it's a really nice venue. There's uh, there's pools, there's gyms, there's a poker room, there's bingo, there's table games, there's slot machines, like any kind of like adult debauchery that you want is at this place. It's a pretty good time. And where can we go to get the tickets? Because you said that it is going to be capped at 64, right? So it that... is going to be capped at 64. Uh, right now, we've got a website up at uh, MVGC, Mohawk Valley Gaming Club, MVGC.net slash Canto Bite Cup. Uh, if you just Google Canto Bite Cup, we show right up where the first thing. Yeah, that's how I find it every time. Yep. And there's a, there's a registration link on the page, uh, which mostly works for everybody. We've had a couple of people say they can't seem to get their card to go through. Uh, if it doesn't go through, just hit me or Chris up. Uh, I'll send you to PayPal. You can choose PayPal money. I'll put you on no muss, no fuss. And then are you guys going to be doing anything uh, with proxies or painting requirements? Because I know that's been a, a little bit of a hot topic and a a fluid rule set for legion so far uh, i'll let chris <laughs> talk about nice proxies saying that. <laughs> yeah chris, chris could talk about proxies because that's a rules thing uh as far as painting uh, i will tell you that we are uh we're requiring a painted army uh three color standard however if you show up with plain gray minis that's just a hard warning so if you're not a dick and you play nice and you, uh, you know, you don't cheat and you don't steal and you don't do anything else that we get you any kind of a warning, then you're fine to play all day with a hard warning. Uh, so you can show up with gray plastic and get a hard warning and play if you want. Uh, it does not affect you in the end. Uh, we are doing a prize for best painted army. Uh, we have a rubric for that. The link to it is right in on the website off of the best painted thing there. Just click on that. I'll show you the rubric. Uh, this is entirely voluntary. We're going to ask people at registration if you would like to opt into best painted. Uh, I understand that it is an anxiety producing thing for some people, and we don't want to stress anybody out about best painted. So you can opt in. Uh, we've got a, a decent panel of experienced hobbyists who are going to go around and judge the armies that opt in via a rubric. We'll come up with a with a good best painted guy at the end. Um, but like Chris said earlier, man, it's it's a hobby game. Paint your stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, and for proxies, I mean, we're already allowing some proxies. Um, one of the ones is like uh, somebody wants to play a Bo-Katan instead of a Sabine, so it's like uh, painted differently, like different model, and mm. all that type of stuff is fine. I mean, we come from Warhammer Fantasy, where I mean, Dave had a a rhino cannon that was proxied as a hippopotamus with like that he bought at like a dollar store. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I played a My Little Pony army at one point. I mean. The, the thing is, is like, as long as it passes the rule of cool, we'll allow it. Like if you're playing, you know, like uh, the rebel bus and it's on like, you know, its side and it looks like it's like, you know, Tokyo drifting and it's posed really cool. We'll <laughs> allow that. If it's uh, if it's like an ATST with its legs straight up in the air, like eh, that's not going to be allowed. You know, so it's more like rule of cool for us. And um, the other big thing is being able to differentiate what it is. Like if you're playing um, like all like a Smurf army and everything's blue. I, I we can't allow that because you know we need to be able to tell like these are pathfinders these are veterans you know yeah. um so as long as the units are differentiated uh, it'll it'll be allowed yeah, and if you want to see the rule of cool please check out our facebook page we just put up the star tours aa5 so check <laughs> yeah. um and then in terms of proxies for like units that aren't potentially released yet because i know we've had some delays with yoda and the wookies and i think that's all we're waiting on at this point um, are you guys going to be allowing any um, like kind of stand-ins or proxies for those models themselves? Because I know they're they're pretty important to a lot of the meta right now. Yeah, we we posted up a few weeks ago uh, that we're going to go ahead and follow along with the uh, with the LVO rules about proxying in Yoda and Wookies. Um, so those those proxies are allowed. Uh, what's it say? Uh, Limited proxies of the following products will be allowed: Yoda Commander SWL82, Wookie Warriors 2021 SWL83. Uh, we say that you can use Yoda. Yoda can be represented by any small base trooper miniature, but must use an official Star Wars Legion base. Converted minis are fine. Wookiee warriors may be represented by any official Wookiee trooper models. Minis must not cause significant confusion at the discretion of the TO and head judge. Uh, and I also say fair warning. We really, really expect any Yoda proxies to either look like Yoda or be carrying a lightsaber. <laughs> Don't proxy in the child and want it to be your Yoda. <laughs> It needs to look like a Jedi. You don't want a 240-point baby? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but and if you've got any kind of a proxy mini that you're thinking about bringing or anything at all you're doing, uh, go on the website. Our emails are right there. Shoot us a message. Put in a picture of what you want. We are happy to have a conversation. We are not ironclad dictators about painting or modeling or any of this. Everybody just wants to play the game and have fun. Shoot us a message. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe we have a 100% approval rating for all the proxies we've received so far. Yeah, we haven't told anyone to go take a hike yet. Nice. And then, unfortunately, I do have to ask, are there going to be any um, like COVID-related restrictions uh, for the event? Because uh, I know we, for PAX, we had to have like proof of vaccination to get into the uh, entire convention center. Uh, we are following all CDC and New York State and county guidelines, which at this time only require masks to be worn inside public spaces for large gatherings that may change whatever i would tell everybody that you should plan to come uh with a mask but i don't see any reason we'd be requiring anyone to show proof of vaccination or proof of a negative test anything like that uh i will also mention that this is we are not going to be in the united states during this tournament we are going to be on a land belonging to the oneida indian nation uh they are a sovereign nation within our borders they have their own rules and laws uh 
99.95% of the time, those march in lockstep with the other local and state and federal laws, but uh, they can do what they want on this. They have their own police force, they have their own judges, they have their own courts, they have their own doctors, they have their own everything. Uh, so they're not necessarily, uh, what I'm getting at here is like the government's not going to come shut us down because the Oneidas are open and so open and so we're having this. Uh, I would plan to have a mask with you and I don't anticipate anything more than that. Certainly we're not going to Certainly, we're not going to spring, you know, everybody's got to bring proof of a negative test or something on the day of. There's absolutely no way. Plan to have a mask, and let's uh, let's play. Sounds good to me. We um, are, uh, I guess, I guess as I as I sort of toss that off nonchalantly, <laughs> it's worth mentioning that we're in upstate New York. We're five hours away from New York City. Uh, we are a very low population, population density area, and it is, COVID is simply not a super deadly, virulent threat up here right now. Like, it's we're everybody's just kind of going out with their lives at this point in this area. So uh, if you are a person at risk, uh, if you have uh, a comorbidity factor that's going to cause you to have a real problem with COVID, then by all means, you should take whatever whatever uh, restrictions and efforts and measures that you need to take to keep yourself safe. If that means you got to wear a respirator, then wear yourself a respirator. Uh, do what you got to do. Uh, that said, I don't see us checking vaccination status or anything like that for anybody. So. Sounds good. Speaking of playing the event, uh, you guys have a host of prizes on the website. Um, and if I remember correctly, that's not even all of them at this point. Uh, do you guys want to start walking us through some of the ones that you're doing? Because I know you've got some really cool plaques, spoiler alert, for uh, a number of different things. Uh, so Chris and I, like, going way back, we were a big believer in, like, going to a tournament and, and coming out with some stuff. Uh, and not just, like, the winners, like, good door prizes and good, like, secondary winners, different prizes and stuff. We, we want everybody to, like, come out with something. I mean, you paid 50 bucks for this tournament. You paid for a hotel room. You're paying for food. You're paying for your travel. We want to try to give something back. Uh, I'm not got to be careful because I get in trouble sometimes and I say things and it sounds like I'm taking a dig at another tournament or another TO and I'm really not. Uh, but you're, you're totally not going to show up to our event and like get handed a silhouette and like, thanks for coming. That, that ain't us, man. There's going to be like stuff. Uh, we've hit up a whole bunch of sponsors. Uh, right now we've got, oh God, how many, how many sponsors, Chris? How many we have now? Uh, I, I don't know. I lost count because the, we, the <laughs> list says one, two, three, four, five, six. They ignored us. Seven, eight. <laughs> he was a pain. Nine, ten, eleven. Oh, I don't know. Over a dozen. There's a lot of sponsors. Uh, and most of these are local or regional game stores. Uh, what we ended up doing was we told these guys, hey, look, we're running a big tournament. We're looking for sponsorship. Uh, what we're looking for is prize stuff what can we stuff we can give out for prizes uh and the deal we made was that if they give us anything at all we'll list them as a sponsor we'll shout them out on any media stuff we do we'll have them listed in our program that stuff put them on the website uh if they gave us a hundred bucks retail worth of stuff we would uh do all that stuff plus we'll name a table after them and we will slavishly refer to that table as the bumpity schnick games table number one uh, so we'll keep hollering out their name all day too. Uh, and, and these guys really went above and beyond. We had one store hand us two limited edition Lukes. They're like, I don't know, is this a hundred bucks? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's close enough, bro. We'll, we'll count that. Uh, we had a place hand us a core set a couple weeks ago. That was great, but we've got, you know, I don't know. I don't thousands and thousands of dollars worth of sealed product at this point. Here, Dave, uh, you have, if you have the list in front of you, why don't you just go down it? 
Yeah. Uh, right now we've yeah, got, uh, yeah, we've got Jupiter games in Vestal, New York. They're on board. Uh, we've got Serenity hobbies down in Norwich, New York. They threw us a limited edition Luke. So those guys are great. Uh, we've got Flipside gaming out in the Albany area and zombie planet out in the Albany area. Uh, they're all great. They gave us a bunch of products, some old promos and stuff too. Uh, we've got just games from Rochester, New York and millennium games from Rochester, New York. Uh, we picked up the, uh, our friends on the Wargaming after dark podcast. They, uh, all dipped into their piles of shame and handed us a bunch of sealed product. Uh, we can use that stuff. Uh, we've that's got, a uh, that's a technique we got to start doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we got, uh, Imperial but terrain. Third Lots of our, uh, <laughs> Lots of our STLs for a lot of the terrain came from Imperial Terrain. Uh, they're going to throw us a couple of uh, $50 gift certificates awesome. for uh, some winners. Uh, you guys are throwing us some uh, some promos. That's super sweet, having us on here. Uh, we've got Unplugged Gaming, uh, a real new game store near us. They're only about a month old now. They jumped right in, gave us some prize support. Uh, and we've got uh, ZZM Armory, which is another uh, online provider of STL files. Uh, Wrench over at ZZM has been super great. Uh, all of the all the ships we've got printed up are his STLs. A bunch of the vehicles are his STLs. He's actually coming out. He's out in Michigan. He's actually driving out to the tournament, not to play, <laughs> just to hang out and hand out like he's printing off a big box full of like barricades with his logo on them and his contact URL in the back. He's gonna like hand out that stuff. He's gonna help judge painting. Like I got him a staff shirt at this point. I'm like, hey, show up, bro. He's been super great. Like every time, every time he posts something, I'm like, that's cool. He's like, here, and he sends me a Dropbox link, and here's all his stuff. I'm like, stop giving me. I'll pay you for this stuff, dude. <laughs> he just provides it. It's super great. Yeah, uh, and if you want to see what that stuff looks like, if you go over to the Legion Discord on the uh, the Cantobite channel, um, some of the ships are actually there, and I think the link to the website with the STLs is on there as well. Yeah, we were just talking to Wrench the other day. Somebody asked about all the tucks. I had a pile of TIE fighters, uh, and somebody asked about them. I'm like, oh, these are all, you know, this is all Wrench's stuff from ZZM. Yeah, and uh, the other thing is that I hear that the uh, the Kraken and the Yoda full art promos that we'll be getting are the last of the batch. So I guess this is it for this <laughs> run. So very exclusive. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this was good this year because we didn't, uh, the budget was a little tight this year like making all this go the room at the casino is not cheap uh and uh i just had to kind of make it all go from square one like from a standing start at next what about year six enders bro like i said <laughs> you know we, the, we haven't gotten that far yeah, yet the budget's a little tight this year next next year like when everybody comes there's going to be stickers there's going to be cool ass candle bite cup dice there's going to be candle bite cup playing cards like there's going to be all kinds of cool stuff we're gonna have an awesome swag bag next year <laughs> this year we ain't got it like there's limits to my largesse next year uh it'll be awesome this year it's merely adequate in our eyes and i think my favorite thing you guys are doing for the prizes and um something that we we've kind of touched on uh on the podcast and at pax with the the best painted for faction is you guys are going to have a best record per faction as well and that's something that i know has come over from uh like flames of war and such and i'd imagine it's probably in 40k with the number of factions they have but you'll have a prize for you know the top record for each each faction that's present. Yeah, we've got well, we've got all this stuff. I mean, if we just gave <laughs> stuff to like one, two, and three, they they need a wheelbarrow to get back to their car with all this stuff. So we got to spread it out. Uh, but yeah, I, we've had a whole list of a uh, whole list of prizes we're giving out. Different stuff. We're gonna do uh, number one, number two, and number three. Uh, I I've got some lightsabers mounted on plaques for those guys. Those are kind of neat. Uh, we're gonna do. You know, best Imperial, best Rebel, best Separatist, best Republic. 
Uh, and then we're going to do best painted. We're going to do best sportsmanship uh, as a player vote. Nice. Who was, like who was the most fun to play against. Uh, and we're going to do a, a rolling thunder prize for whoever had the most vehicle points on their <laughs> list with the best best record with most vehicles. Nice. So we're going to, we'll come up with a, once we see everybody's lists, we'll come up with some sort of a numerical cutoff. Like, well, they had to improve, they had to have like 300 points of vehicles to qualify. And then we'll like, <laughs> we'll watch those people and see who comes up with the best record with all the, all the iron on the board. Hot take, the top three will all be CIS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. They got a lot of options, now, but all those options are still vehicles, I guess. All right. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> Spiders are ground vehicles. Yeah. All Magna Guard all the time. <laughs> all right. So I think Chris kind of jumped the gun there a little bit with the, the Ender 3s, but that's something that I really wanted to talk about tonight. So there's... Yeah. For anybody that's not fully aware, uh, Legion Tournament Circuit kind of helps out to try to provide some resources and some feedback for you know tournaments around the country so we can try to keep Legion at a relatively high standard that we've been able to set for tournaments and for majors and opens. And about, I guess, about six months ago, or four, four or five months ago when you guys <laughs> reached out. Um, August. From what I remember, yeah. you guys didn't have any tables yeah. uh, and there were no terrain. And then throughout the next month and a half, Every other week, it was like, oh, we got an Ender 3. Oh, we got an Ender 3. And now I believe you have six of them printing terrain like nonstop, right? I've got, uh, yeah. So at the beginning of August, uh, I didn't own a 3D printer and I didn't want one. Uh, it always looked like this enormously deep rabbit hole that I did not want to fall down. And I just, I was content to, and I had a bunch of terrain. I've got a big metal wall locker out in my shop. It says terrain cabinet on it. And it's literally jammed full of terrain. Uh, but I was content to like... You know, uh, twice a year I'd go on Etsy and throw 150 bucks at somebody there and get a box full of 3D printed terrain at my house and paint it up and be done. And that was, you know, I could probably put together a couple tables out of the stuff I had in my in my cabinet. But like, we decided to do this, and I was like, oh well, uh, I guess I'm the terrain guy. Hold up, I can't do this. <laughs> that was it. I'm thinking like, you know, I can carve some foam hills and like make some. Nope. Because when we were thinking about doing this for Warhammer, Warhammer terrain is two hills, two buildings, two tree bases mm. on an eight foot by six foot, uh, six foot by four foot table. That's it. That was the whole thing. I'm like, that's easy. Legion's like a quarter of the table. Uh, <laughs> there's just, there was no, so I started buying 3D printers. I needed, I got one right away uh, and I got a second one right away and I wasn't real sure how long it was going to take to print everything. Uh, and once I had a handle on how long things kind of took, uh, I realized that I was probably going to need four. Uh, and then once I started buying them and getting them going, it was clear to me that in order to keep four Ender 3s running, <laughs> I needed to own six Ender 3s. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so yep. now I own six uh, and an LNU <clears throat> Saturn. It's, why, it's so, why I don't own any more Ender 3s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. But I mean, they're 180 bucks. Yep. I spend another, I don't know, 30 bucks on a glass bed and some new springs and stuff. And like, as long as I'm here to babysit them, they're okay. And I work from home. I have the flexibility to be able to walk out to my shop, like, you know, three, four times a day if I need to make sure nothing's going off the rails, swap over an SD card, start a new print, all that stuff. So I'm able to babysit them. And for $180 a piece, they've been absolute workhorses uh, for the, for what I've spent on my six Ender threes, I couldn't buy two 
good printers. Uh, you can you can hear my air quotes there. Good printers, uh, because there certainly are printers that are more reliable and have lots of more bells and whistles and do a lot of other things better. But man, for 180 bucks, an Ender 3 will pound some stuff out as long as you love it and stroke it and care for it. <laughs> but like we didn't know where to go. Like I, we needed a ton of terrain, and that's what we knew. We need a ton of terrain. Yeah. Well, okay, what's a ton of terrain? What do I? I mean, we got to print. What do, I didn't even know where to go. So I got into the LTC Discord. Uh, somebody brought me in there. I don't remember who it was. Uh, probably, probably LG brought me in there. Uh, and uh, I started I talking with people. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they, they, they threw me a bunch of links for some Team Relentless stuff. I started reading there uh, and and sort of delved into the whole theory of how to build a Legion board. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, we still had a, had a problem with like, well, well, how much? I mean, the the whole like a quarter of the board is a, is an okay rule of thumb, but it doesn't. I got to make thirty two tables, and I need to know how many of each thing to print, and a quarter of the board doesn't do it. Uh, and if we're just gonna like put things on the board and then decide that's too slow, because I got to print everything first. So what we ended up doing was uh, we pulled up screenshots of all the maps from Invader League, uh, and I looked at all these maps and started classifying terrain and counting it up put in a spreadsheet so this thing is clearly an area effect this thing is clearly a line of sight blocker this thing is clearly scattered so we sort of counted it up uh, and had a list and then we sort of gave i sort of gave everything an arbitrary weight uh if something was a line of sight blocker i gave it a, a multiplier and if something was a uh an area effect i gave it a smaller multiplier and scatter we just counted as one and we like we did some math and we got a score for each one of the invader league tables and once we got that score, it was really clear that whoever designed those did a great job because all those scores fell into a nice bell curve. On <laughs> one end, we had uh, the very dense tables. And on the other side, we had a very sparse table or two. And then in the middle was all these nice balanced tables. Okay. So we ran with that for a little bit. Uh, we got some more feedback from the Legion Discord and some other people. Uh, universally, pretty much, we heard that Invader League tables, when you recreate them in real life, they feel too tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels like too much stuff. Yep. So we cut those numbers back by about 33 percent. Nice. Uh, and and did some math. Uh, you know, we want to have a sparse table. Well, what's a sparse table? Well, it's going to be this many pieces of line of sight blocking, this many pieces of area effect, this many pieces of scatter. And we, uh, you know, we did all that math. We used the same the same sort of formula we did before. We came up with numbers. Again, they fell into a nice bell curve for us. We adjusted some stuff on both ends. And uh, that was it, man. I started putting terrain. At that point, it's just a matter of, you know, well, what do I need? I need, uh, oh, 582 pieces of terrain. Okay. Well, how many of those are line of sight blockers? How many of those are area effects? How many of those are scattered? Just start printing. Uh, and there's a lot of room to, like, uh, you know, there, we're doing we're doing segments. We're going to have, like, you know, there'll be a half a dozen desert tables and a half a dozen snow tables and a half a dozen uh, wooded tables and a half a dozen urban tables. Uh, so we broke it out like that. But we can, you know, at that point, it's just a matter of, you know, I need, you know, 38 line of sight blockers for all these snow worlds. Let's pick something that blocks line of sight and looks like it belongs on a snow world and gets to print. No, no, hey, I, you guys must have been on a podcast before because you're you're nailing the transitions here. <laughs> I do I do have a confession to make before we transition off. Uh, back in August or September, when you first came into the LTC Discord, start talking about this and your ambitions. Uh, I I I don't know if I was talking to both you, Mike and Nick, or or just Nick, but. Uh, I, I thought you were out of your effing mind. <laughs> like, like I was like, these guys are nuts. They've never run a Legion tournament before. They are going to crash and burn on this timeline with this ambition. Uh, ho- holy hell. Uh, but 
man, I was wrong. You have just uh, like I was just doing back of the napkin math. Uh, you know, I got I got six of supply. I have a concept of how much I hate <laughs> dealing with printers. My partner does all the dealing with the printers. Uh, Nick and I have talked about stuff, of course. But man, you just you just like crushed it. And and uh, I, I, I just got to give you kudos for for what you guys pulled off. And, I also and hear your process there. I also <laughs> didn't think anybody would ed- ever want to like own and maintain that many enders. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. There's some masochism going on here, but <laughs> Dude, it was a it, it was a real steep learning curve. Like I didn't own a 3D printer, yeah. And I fortunately I have a, a good buddy of mine who we play Legion with, uh, who's about 45 minutes south of me. Uh, he he is a shop teacher, an industrial arts teacher in upstate New York. Uh, and if you don't, if you're not familiar with like shop teachers in upstate New York, that's like saying I'm a high school football coach in Texas. Gotcha. Like it's, it's serious business. Uh, so this dude's got a shop that's like, I mean, he's got everything. He's got lasers. He's got water jet cutters. He's got plasma cutters. He's got arc, big TIG welders. He's got everything. And he also has a big bank of 3D printers. So he's a smart guy and he knew what was up. So I got the first one and I built it. And I'm like, well, this thing doesn't work. He's like, hold on. And he just, Saturday, he like got in his car and he came up. And he like showed me like, you know, 3D printer 101. Like, this is the nozzle. It gets hot. Don't put your face on it. You know? <laughs> We ran, th- we ran through all the like stuff. Here's the parts and they're not that complex. It's yeah. four motors and a hot thing. Like, so, you know, if you just start troubleshooting, my day job is I'm a cloud administrator, architect, engineer guy for mm-hmm. a government agency that I can't talk about. Uh, but I'm like, I'm a, I'm an okay troubleshooter with stuff. Like I can see a system and see where things go together. And if something goes wrong, I can figure it. So I, you know, I figured it out, but like, man, I, I, that's a real crash course. Six under threes that run nonstop, dude. I'm like, if there's something goes wrong with it, like I know I look at, it, I can just see now just looking at the infill. I get like, Oh yeah, I have to change the nozzle on that one in the next 24 hours. You know, like it's insane. I never wanted this level of knowledge about this stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but I got it now. So man, I don't know anything about any other printers, but these does that mean, sh- does that mean 64 tables next year? Uh, uh, we have a sort of Chris and I have an unofficial gentleman's agreement that if we sell this one out, mm-hmm. we're going to run another one in July. Nice. Uh, we have, we're working on some stuff for a narrative faction based team thing where you like got to show up at a team of four and one guy's a separatist, one guy's Imperial, one guy's rebel, one guy's clones. Uh, and we have it. We're going to have all the, uh, the battles treat out. And like if you if you, if you win this you fight this so it's gonna be all treated out with a narrative campaign and a big map and uh, I don't know yes we're gonna go bigger if like yes nice. I've got a whole I mean I've got a whole year to print thirty two more tables that's nothing oh yeah totally if you like, can do it in four months what's twelve I could have printers, <laughs> you can sleep through it I could have printers idle I could have printers <laughs> doing nothing that's a shocking like I've got like a hundred dollar a week PLA habit right now. Oh, that's like, yeah, that's a good one. I uh, it's it makes a big difference if I can get PLA at like twelve dollars a spool as opposed to sixteen dollars a spool, because I'm going through ten rolls every two weeks minimum. It's nuts. I, I won't get you started on Pet G then. Uh, I I think I interrupted I, Mike earlier. <laughs> I can't print it. Oh, I, I don't. I don't print it. PLA gotcha. all the time. That's gotcha. it. I haven't printed ABS. I haven't printed Pet G. Nothing. Just straight PLA and Ender 3s. <laughs> nice. 
I was going to say, my favorite thing about what you guys are doing with the terrain is early on, you decided you're going to do like six different themes for the table so that everyone's got a pretty consistent, even playing field. And like, is that something that's coming from other game systems or is that just an idea that you had that you thought, hey, this is going to make my life easier? Because uh, you that, mentioned you're going to have like a desert section and a snow table and a, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So that was, uh, that sort of grew out of like, how do we make our lives easier with, uh, having consistent rules but also not having to print 32 individual tables uh and it turns out if you look at the star wars stuff there aren't a lot of real unique worlds like how many freaking deserts are they in how dare you <laughs> how many big dumb jungles with huge trees are they in like over and over again so now once in a while there's something cool and one-off there's there's a felucia or there's an exegol or there's coruscant you know but most of the movies happens on Snow world, desert world, forest world, <laughs> urban world, swamp world, grassland. That's it. So, and I mean, if you think of something like, you know, Exegol as a black desert, okay, well, easy enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's cool. I think that's going to be a really neat experience, too, because you can make it so that everybody gets to rotate through and you don't have to repeat it. But you're also, you know that you're going to get a quality table. And you don't have to line up to the table and think, well, what is my army going to do with this? Because all of a sudden, you know, this is clearly like the 32nd table of 32 and it's just a bunch of pieces thrown together. Like that's not a concern in the slightest. Oh, no, I've been playing games nonstop on Tabletop Simulator. I've been playing at people's I've been getting as much information as I can about tables and what goes into a good Legion table. And like Dave said, with his with all the f formula stuff he did, we I, we have it down to basically a mathematic equation. Like we can just <laughs> look at a board, grab the pieces and be like, yep, this will work. So, I, yeah, we're just it's almost automatic at this point. Yeah. And this this last stretch is like we're we're setting up boards. We're coming up with final configurations for them. We're labeling every piece of terrain on the bottom. We're putting it into a labeled tote. And stacking them up so like when we get there there's it's not going to be a big cluster trying to figure out what goes where we can just like you know here's the snow terrain box here's the snow terrain boards put all the snow boxes by the snowboards take the stuff out put them on the boards that's uh, awesome. and another thing we're going to do that's pretty cool i think is that every board is going to be a planet there's not going to be any like generic snow world 101 like every board is going to have a little stand up on it that tells you the table number because that's the really the most important thing the mm -hmm. table number uh the sponsor if there's a sponsor uh and then what planet you're fighting on with a chunk of the Wikipedia entry for that planet. Oh, uh, nice. And then at the bottom, a little bit of what we're going to suggest for terrain rules, but you can do whatever you want because it's your game. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, everybody gets, you're not going to just fight on generic world 108. You're going to fight on Maigito. You know, you're going to fight on uh, in most Isley. You're going to fight on Exegol. You're going to fight on Dathomir. You're going to fight on Illum or Kijimi or whatever, you know, so okay. it's going to be, it's going to be neat. And one of the cool parts is we have a centerpiece for all of them. Like Dave printed like the most icely like big block tower that you can see in the background all the time. Like we have, you know, Sarlax for, uh, you know, the Dune Sea and for Dathomir. Like, so, you know, you'll see, I, th and that's what we really landed on. Like we were printing stuff and we're like, what makes something feel Star Wars? And that is just like an iconic piece of terrain, like an A-Wing, uh, the Falcon, you know, the Pit of Carcoon, like whatever, something mm -hmm. like that. So. Yeah, I, iconic terrain, because the terrain is what draws people in, right? Otherwise, we're just nerds playing a war game, but the thing that makes it Star Wars is, like, people see Star Wars stuff, and they know totally. what it looks like. Totally. And so every board is going to have some kind of iconic Star Wars thing on it, even if it's just like a like a crash TIE fighter for some of them. 
Because let's be honest, we don't have a lot to go on on some of these. Like, <laughs> there's a couple pictures in Wikipedia ripped from an old video game, or there's like, you know, uh, maybe a, a three-second shot on a movie where a Jedi was getting ganked after Order 66. Like, I mean, there's not a lot to go on on a bunch of these, So, oh, yeah. which, which is good if we can make some of it up. I was going to say, but we've taken a lot of creative license on some of these tables. Like, uh, our Coruscant Underworld table, we have, uh, like, a bunch of cars, like, uh, car speeders printed oh, up. Oh, cool. And uh, we're going to print up a building with, like, a Twi'lek mud flap type girl. You know, like, you'd see uh, that kind of thing. And, uh, you it's going to be a strip girls, girls, club in a used Arabic, car like. lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just have, you know, all these, I mean, you know, just doing kind of whatever, having fun with it. So, there'll be some good stuff there, too. Some Great. unique stuff. So I guess the last thing that I do want to talk about um, before we you know, kind of wrap up is the hotel itself. Um, you said it's in upstate New York. What is the like parking situation? Like how easy is it to get to? Is it near any of the airports? Like what's the travel situation like to get there? Uh, if you're flying in, you should fly into Syracuse International Air- Airport, Hancock Field. Uh, that's about 40 minutes from the casino. Uh, and the whole drive is on Interstate 90 and Interstate 81. Like the the airport is directly off of Route 81 and the casino is directly off of I-90. So uh, I know there's a lot of concern initially about like upstate New York in the winter. What are you going to do? Like, I mean, we live here all year. <laughs> Yeah, and if they're interstates, that makes it easier to get yeah. around, especially for people out of town, because they'll be the first roads to get plowed and salted. For sure, yeah. Unless it's up here, unless it's like, unless it's an actual blizzard with multiple inches of snow coming down an hour, I ninety and I eighty one are virtually clear. Uh, it's gonna maybe it'll take you fifty minutes to get there instead of forty because you don't want to go eighty, you want to go sixty. Uh, it's not that big a deal. Uh, the parking at the casino is, I mean, there's like square miles of parking lot. Uh, <laughs> But it's also not a it's also not a busy time of the year, and there's uh they got a big four story parking garage, so you can just pull into that sucker and uh and park in the garage. That's the way to go. Uh, I don't anticipate any real issues with with parking or anything like that. It's it's real easy. It's a it's a big place. Nice. You guys have any uh final thoughts here today? Anything you want to shout out or any comments that we missed or glossed over? Chris, you got anything? Uh, yeah, no, just that all of our sponsors are super awesome. Like we've just gotten so much support and like, uh, like you guys said, I mean, it was just really cool to get so much support being like, Hey, uh, this is our first year doing this and we just want to pull this off help. And just the amount of people who have been able to back us have been so awesome. So yeah, just all of the sponsors, just thank you guys so much for all the support. It's been awesome. Yeah. Our sponsors have been awesome. Uh, I mean, just, uh, I, I feel like we're in a, we're in kind of a sweet spot where we're falling in between, LVO and Adepticon, like mm-hmm. you guys know, if you want to play Legion, there's nothing else to do in February. You might as well come up to us, <laughs> come see us. We're gonna do six rounds of Swiss over three days, and we're gonna go eat really good food and drink a lot afterwards. Like, show up. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, we've got a bunch of staff. A lot of them are very pretty. Come see our pretty staff. I don't know. What do I gotta do to sell it here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, t- table games with the tos after the event. I mean, oh, there you go. You know, we'll hit up some crabs tables, some stuff like that. It'll be be a great time. Absolutely. Get some beers, sit in the hot tub, hang out, whatever, man. It's it's gonna be a good time. It's a really nice place. Uh, if, if your wife's on the fence, tell her you've booked her a, a whole day at the, one of the spas. Then, you know, just, here you go, honey. You got a mani pedi and a hairstyling and a hot rock massage at this uh, this spa. Oh, where is it? It's in upstate New York. It's what? Shut up. Get on the plane. <laughs> Ignore this bag. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Uh, please register. I gotta pay for six under threes. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we'll have that registration link pinned in the show notes here, and uh, it'll be in the description, so it'll be pretty easy to find. Awesome. We're we're over halfway, and we're hoping that once LVO is over, like – Everybody goes, ah, what's next? And then signs up for us and, and hustles on over. So Yeah, there's always a nice little rush in the post tournament euphoria. Yep. That's that's the hope. So but you know, right now we're good. Enough enough that we'll do it again next year. Awesome. Nice. This this year's all sunk cost. We're pretty well resigned to it. So you know, <laughs> this year we lose a little money. Next year, awesome. Nice. Now I believe we're selling out for sure. <laughs> you believe that since we first pitched this idea. I'm still hundred percent on it, dude. I guarantee. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on. Um, we will have this out on, a, I guess, almost exactly a month beforehand. It'll be dropping this Monday, which is a few days from real life from now. And uh, we'll make sure that we post uh, everywhere. We'll get the links up there. And uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Appreciate the support. And if there's anything else we can do, let us know. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Thank right, you. We, and we'll talk to everybody in two weeks from now. Have a wonderful week, everybody.